Okay. And we are recording Zach Shaw and Natalie Hilton on our work wow. anxiety. <laughs> okay. So whoever whoever the F is listening to this and that F stands for freaky fun times. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Oat Milk and Anxiety. I'm your host, Natalie Hilton. And life update, recent college grad with a whole bachelor's. Congratulations. Claps and snaps all around. And now I can sleep and settle into some student debt. And we love that yes. for me. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, student debt. Yes, Nat. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting here in my kitchen with uh, the best post-grad outfit, a full Captain America onesie, because that is what post-grad is. That's adulthood. And yeah, that's, that's enough of that. That has run its course. So I, so I am here today to talk about cutting ties, dropping, well, not dropping, throwing apples from trees, cutting, cutting. That's, that's the end of that bit. It has run itself into the cement. It's done. Yeah. It's dead now. But I'm here to talk about all of that and all that hot nonsense with Zach Shaw. So give yes. it up. For Zach Shaw, Snaps. welcome to the pod. Snaps. I'm so excited. We've been talking <laughs> about doing this for months. For mm -hmm. ever since you started this, mm -hmm. I was I want to do it because I used to do a podcast. Did you really? Ago. I did. Um, and then I had to stop it because I started a job, Ooh. and we weren't. Well, it wasn't that I wasn't allowed to keep doing it. It just like doing a podcast when you're balancing school, work, and like nine other things. It's hefty. It can be really, really crazy. It can be yeah. just, it can be so much. What was but, your podcast about? Um, it was called Caps Lock with Zach. Oh, Caps which, Lock like, with Zach. As, it was like a play on like how I always scream. Okay. And Or not scream, but like just, I type in caps. Like I would say like my life is like a capital letter. Oh, I love um, that. And ultimately, like, I just ran out of steam for it. I did. But okay. it, it, we kind of talked about everything on it. I would, like, interview my friends on it. We, there were some episodes we did about, like, conspiracy theories. We, we got into it. There was one I did it with my friend Kate about, we, we talked about, like, nine different conspiracy theories and it was so captivating and we got like 30,000 listens on it oh my god yeah What's everybody your, like, what everybody is your favorite conspiracy theory see I don't necessarily have a favorite one I feel like there's some that are more interesting than others but I wouldn't yeah. say that there's one that I particularly love I will say the one that I do believe in I believe in Bigfoot like the oh, fast yeah. like I also believe in aliens. I, those are the only, I, but I don't think those are conspiracy theories. Like, I, th I, see, I view those as like facts. I, yeah, I don't I think, think those are conspiracy theories. I think those are like, oh yeah, for sure. For sure there's Bigfoot. Like that, that oh, mammoth right. of a man is Roman, the Pacific Northwest, 1 million percent. And he probably oh, most definitely has cousins, I think. In Minnesota and like up at the Webb family cabin. Mm -hmm, mm hmm The Webb family cabin. I would love to know more about that. Oh, yeah. Are you, oh, wait, that's, you, um, that's on um, the Moline side, not the, um, you're on, not you're on, on, well, the, wait, should I say the back story of how I know you? Oh, yes. So, 
so this this episode is brought to you by Ellie Webb. <laughs> Of 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 Millbank, Minnesota fame. Yes. yes, Millbank and Minnesota, not Millbank, Minnesota. Millbank and also Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. We love her, but yeah. Yeah. So, so you and I were we we haven't actually like met before. (laughs) This is like our first meeting, which this episode is kind of going to turn into like two strangers who just get way too drunk at a party and just immediately overshare. That's us. Oh, absolutely. With um, reckless abandon. Yes. Diving in. Full full send is the youth's say, oh, yes. I think. Oh yes. Period. Well we yes. So we kind of just met through social media through Ellie Webb. Like yes. you're friends with Ellie Webb. Ellie Webb is my cousin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the rest is history. And, and that's it. And here we are. Yes. Great story. Love it. Here we Very are. Very detailed. Oh, rich history. So yes. good. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, mm-hmm. it's like I feel like I'm like I'm like weirdly a part of your family. I feel like I'm like yeah in the sphere. Have you met Have you met Grandma Grandma Joyce? No. Oh, she's a I token. Haven't. She's I haven't. A, I've only met um, Ellie's immediate family. That's all. I, that's the extent I've met. So you've I met think. you've met them all. Oh, I love I've it. met I've met the I've met the main characters. Okay. Se. Now you I've haven't. You, you're meeting. Partially, the side characters, the supporting cast. The supporting yes. cast, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The critical extras. Tis I. Yeah. I, I will wait for my supporting supporting actor Oscar. Yes. Tis I. Yes. So you and Ellie, if Ellie hates that we're talking about her on the pod, we'll find out. We'll find we'll out find later. Out. <laughs> if she's like, why do you keep saying my name over and over again? I think she Got would it love out. this that we're talking about her. The the plug that she didn't she didn't intend for, but now people are yes. probably listening. Whoever listens, and they're like, yes. "Who is this enigma, Eleanor Webb?" Ellie Webb. <gasps> yeah, she's a fascinating. Incredible. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. know her. We love her. Yes, I think I think it's Ellie that I, and this has nothing to do with you and I at all. But I think <laughs> it's Ellie that uh, when we were little, we were at Grandma Joyce's house, and. Uh, Either I bit Ellie or Ellie bit me <laughs> playing dress up. Oh my. I'm trying to remember, but I think someone has it on VHS. I don't know, but it wild. We have grown tremendously as humans. We no longer oh, bite yeah. each other. We, we praise that. Oh yes. So that's how you and I know each other. Yes. Thank goodness for Ellie Webb, Absolutely. gem of a woman. The uniter, the, the, she is the, I was going to make like a, a, a building reference. It'd be like, she is like the mortar that holds all the bricks together, if that makes sense. Anyone. I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about buildings, I but know, I'll yes I was, and. I'm pulling at straws here. I was, yeah. I, I felt like I was just going to make like a really awesome, <laughs> like, with that and and I would be an architect and I'd be like oh absolutely yes for sure we tried we tried that's what matters not every bit can land that's it that's that's the business baby that's all it is doing the things yes yes you guys probably can't see but we were doing a lot of finger guns and snaps yes I also was doing my skincare routine like I love that that. like on I think Natalie was watching me do it 
I was. I was wondering up. if you were sweaty and you were blotting. Oh or no! What? I was straight up doing my. <laughs> I was doing my nightly clear cell routine. That's 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 all I do to my face. I did buy something from Kiehl's. Ooh. Um, a couple weeks ago, but it tore up my face. I actually returned <gasps> it today. No. Yeah, it like honestly scraped my face. It was terrible. It was that's so like, bad. That's, that's like just putting St. Ives on your skin. You might as well just oh, it was, wipe your it face with sandpaper. It was, quite, it was quite honestly as bad as that. It was oh my terrible. goodness. Oh. It was so bad. Hard pass. If anyone's Hard listening pass. to this and you use St. Ives, this is your sign to cut it out. Nobody should Do better for yourself. Please Nobody stop. should use that. It's so terrible for you. Please stop. Be kinder to your skin. Yes. That's all. Don't, don't tear your face apart. Mm-hmm. I used to use say knives because it was inexpensive and I didn't know anything. I didn't know any so better. And I was so like, bad. this makes my face tingly. And then I learned why it was making my face it tingly. Was up ripping your face off. Correct. I was it's scraping my skin does. away. Mm-hmm. Literally, mm-hmm. that's all it does. And you have scratches all over your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it makes you break out. So this is now a skincare episode. Yes, yes. But we've cut that out of our life. We have cut that out of our life. So I cut my Kiehl's Mm anti-oil scrub out of my life. Mm -hmm. I have cut dairy out of my life, which is better for my skin. And we're back around to skincare episode. Yes, yes, yes. Incredible. This was actually disguised as a... um, as a, as a marketing episode to try and land mm-hmm. sponsors, mm-hmm. period. Yep, uh, St. Ives won't be seeking a sponsorship. No, they're- From sure. us. Yeah, sorry. They're so canceled. They're so mm-hmm. canceled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on canceled culture? So- Oh. Um, I actually do have some thoughts about it. Okay. So I actually have seen people get canceled, like in real life. Um, I know a few people who have had that happen to them. And I will say before that, I was kind of like, well, you know, if you're like racist or if you are just a problematic individual, like there's no redemption for you. Like that was kind of my perspective on it. I mean, granted, there's like levels to it. Like if you've committed a crime like against children <laughs> or against women or against a trans person or like anyone, like Right. Like gone. yeah, like if you're if you're John Wayne Gacy, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, you are canceled. Goodbye. You are, Sorry. You are so canceled. <laughs> but if you're someone who's ignorant and I think either you were really young and you did something or you didn't know better. Mm-hmm. I think that there's room for education. I think oh, that yeah. there's there's room for calling people in rather than canceling them out fully. And that's something that I've learned over time is it's so easy to judge someone, but it's a lot harder to like, um, I had like a really profound thing I was gonna say. It's, it's as easy as it is to judge someone, it is so much harder to love someone enough to like want them to learn and like mm-hmm. be better. Because when it happens to someone that you're really close with and like you see the, the impact that canceling or quite honestly, I would call it like um, like the devastation of it because when depending on how you're canceled, what you're canceled for, you lose everything. Mm-hmm. You lose your job. You lose your if you're still a student, you lose your education because most times, I mean, I know someone who has been expelled over. Mm-hmm. I know someone else who's had their degree taken away, um, and it's devastating, especially when that's like someone who you're really close with and you know that they're better than that and you know that they made a mistake years ago. Um, 
to see them go through that and there's nothing you can do to help them. Well, there's things you can do to help them by like being there for them, but mm -hmm. there's nothing else you can do outside of that. And so having seen that happen and seeing those people still live with that today, like the consequences of that, even though I would say they both have righted the wrongs that they committed to the best that they can. I mean, clearly have grown from it. It's it's hard to see like them want like try to make progress in their life and like be a better person, and then it's like, oh, it gets brought out again. Like that's always that's hard to see. Um, yeah. So when it comes to cancel culture like that, I I think we have to be pragmatic in how we call people in or call people out. So those are my thoughts on on cancel culture. I agree tenfold, Zach Shaw. I think I agree it's so difficult to be patient with people because we're often not patient with ourselves which makes it exponentially more difficult to be patient and gentle with other people and I think great, that it's a great word being gentle with people mm -hmm. who are vulnerable um that's that's a great way to put it is being yeah. gentle with other people who no, I, yeah, uh, I'll get, I'll, I'll go too far down a sidetrack with that, but yeah, being more gentle with other people, I think is, is a great way to, is a great way to put that. Yeah, I think, yeah, we're both on the same page. Let's just yeah. be, just don't be mean to someone. No one's perfect. We've all screwed mm -hmm. up and we all are learning mm -hmm. because hopefully if we keep taking care of the planet, then we've got time to learn. Mm -hmm. And if we don't keep taking care of the planet, then hastily learn and Get the other part too is like we'll never be no one will ever be perfect right like in 35 years we are all going to look back at what we are doing now and be like what the hell like mm -hmm. why why did i do x thing why did i say y thing like you get what mm -hmm. i'm saying it, yeah we're never going to be perfect and we can strive to be the best version of what we want to be or what we think perfection is in this time mm -hmm. and like that's all we can None of us will ever be perfect. None of us will ever be better than anyone else. Yeah. Uh, unless you're Donald Trump, then we will all be better than you. Um, yep. Um, that's a yeah. special case that I feel like is beyond we'll be about cancellation. Beyond that, am I allowed to curse on here? Yeah. That motherfucker, that, that whole fucking family is canceled. Okay, sorry. Yes. You know, in, in a couple years, I could I could look back at this and be canceled, quote unquote, for bashing say knives that could be a say knives sponsor in 15 years in those positions then unfortunately then that, then that then we had it coming then you know what we'll just tuck our hair behind our ears and say oopsie poopsie and say oops sorry that that happened i guess sorry forgot to edit that bit out mm -hmm. so <laughs> so zach shaw yes loot cutting <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So uh, I, I have a Dirty Shirley because I've been drinking Dirty Shirley's all weekend because graduation. And they're yes. like, much like Aperol spritzes are your drink, Dirty mm -hmm. Shirley's are mine. Mm. Do you know what a Dirty Shirley is? I do. They're and fantastic. I, they're incredible. Mm -hmm. And one time I went to a sports bar near my college and ordered a Dirty Shirley. And mm. do you know how much I paid for one Dirty Shirley? Is it more than $7? I paid $18 for it. 
and no. I, did, I did not go back. $18. That must, that should have been like a pint of dirty Shirley. Are you serious? Disgusting. I was so angry. Oh. Bunny's Sports Bar in South Orange, New Jersey is oh. all types of canceled. It is all types of canceled. Overpriced, food is terrible, atmosphere sucks, and it's just a very uninteresting place. Oh. I was gonna I'm going to get so canceled <laughs> for saying that. I'm going to have my degree revoked. Oh. I'm going to be banished from the state of New Jersey. And there's going to be wanted posters for me all over <laughs> South Orange for me trashing bunnies. But I said that F- I said. And I FBI's that. 10 most wanted. Zach Shaw, you are number 11. I think I'm <laughs> close to number eight. I think Ooh. the Newark field office would have me at number one. For Uh-oh. Uh oh. Well, I'll write. I'll write a letter to the degree review board, and I'll say, please, please, let him keep that piece of paper. Pretty. Let him keep that two hundred sixty thousand dollar piece of paper. So, what did you get? What did you get your degree in? I got my degree in communication. (laughs) Ooh. I know. It's. It was a very fascinating major. It's. If you just want to go to school and graduate. Communications. communication major. <laughs> so like I, that sounds terrible but like i'm gonna be totally honest with you okay i will just say what <laughs> i say i learned nothing in college i learned nothing Fair. in college i think i learned next to nothing i learned everything at my internships i learned everything at work i think the the only tangible skill that i learned in college was um how to write a press release Everything else I think I could have Googled. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to backtrack that. I had an amazing professor in college. Her name was Carol Brown. And I had her for intercultural communication. That is the most profound educational experience I've ever had in any setting. The conversations we had in that class were so, so like enlightening and so like humbling. And it was just a safe space. It was a safe space for you to ask any question of anyone. And that, I don't, I, but I wouldn't say that I, I, I don't want to say I didn't learn anything in that class, but okay. I gained a lot of perspective in that class. So I would say in college, you gain perspective. You don't mm-hmm. learn anything. I learned, I learned nothing, but I gained perspective. That's what I will classify the last four years of my life. Learned nothing, gained perspective. I agree. I think I could apply that to mine as well. If I hadn't gone to a performance school, mm-hmm. I was going to go to a state university for communications because I did journalism in high school and I was like the yearbook editor and all that oh, yeah. hubba, whatever. And that was my, that was my other plan. And then I was like, I'll do theater as like a, as like a after school thing. And then, then it became here I life. am, here I am with a BFA in acting. Come on now. Snaps. Well, Snaps, snaps yeah. to both of us, college yes. grads. Absolutely. Don't really know what we're doing, but we're here. We're doing no, the things. We're, just, we're surviving. We're surviving. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, mm-hmm. we are dealing with a lot of loss and yeah. changing circumstances, which I just segued your own podcast. I you just, just Paul blarted my own podcast. I like, did. I just, <laughs> I just commandeered. This is now your show. This is actually your podcast. Now my show. (laughs) Okay, so take it away, Zach Shaw. Where are we going? Well, that's strapped in. I'm ready to go. That's a great question. (laughs) 
Well, I think it's important. When you and I had talked about doing this, I think we can all sit here and bitch and whine about how you know awful this year has been. I think it has been. It. It's been. See, so just have so many thoughts. I just get like. I feel like I hit this wall. No, um, but I mean, this year for everyone, everyone has learned something about themselves this year. Um, I don't think anybody who entered this year is even remotely the same person they were on January 1st, 2020. I don't think oh, any no. of us are the same person. And I think all of us have, ha have had to deal with some type of loss or mm -hmm. um, make very hard decisions, not only for ourselves, but for like our relationships and um, for like, I wanna say life in general. Like I think that this year in and of itself, I have had to make at least seven very consequential life choices that like each one, I know it's like kind of rattles your, just it shakes very the massive. table. Yeah. It just shakes the table a little bit. A couple of those have frankly moved the table, but it is what it is. Ooh. The table's still standing, I'll say that. Okay, 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 okay. If you were living in California along the San Andreas Fault, then it would not be standing, maybe. You'd be it might be on its side, but the table yeah. would still be there. Still it would be still be there. It'd still be, still be attached. Yeah. No, I agree. I, was, I see a lot of, um, I think it's weird using uh, Snapchat sometimes as a gauge but like Snapchat memories, sometimes pictures come up and you're just like, that mm -hmm. isn't even close to who I am at this point anymore. That's bonkers. Yes. yes. And so I think, yeah, I don't know. And I've, I've had um, different like career moves in this year and it's not even done yet. Different like friend choices and the year's not even done yet. And so it's only October, almost Halloween. October, Halloween. Over. Oh, <laughs> this hand movement. Um, yes. yes. Uh, but I think, yeah, it's, it's hard to not just instantly complain about this year because it's mm -hmm. been so tumultuous. But I think, and what I've found in, in recent weeks specifically is how beneficial it is to just sit and uh, kind of just take stock of all that you've learned Oh, absolutely. And sometimes, and sometimes it makes you a little tired just looking at all you've learned. And you're just like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think your biggest lesson is uh, with, with interpersonal relationships? I think 2020 has really shown me who is meant to be in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and not only who's meant to be here, who I want to be here. Um, right. And that sounds kind of mean or harsh but I think this year given a lot of the things that I have had to I don't want to say endure but a lot of the tough progress that I have had to march through um, when you go through that you kind of have to take inventory of who you want to come with you on that journey right and it's not that I've ended friendships this year. It's not necessarily that. It's that I have learned to pri truly prioritize who I want to like have 
and mm -hmm. who I want to have in my life. And that it's, and I saw, I saw one of my mutuals on Twitter tweet about this earlier, about how this year has really shown them how to be independent. That specifically, I think that I've kind of realized that like I am my own best friend in a certain extent. Like I, I, I don't want that to sound like I'm like a loner, but it's like. No, I, just, I get it though. I feel that in this year, given all the life circumstances that have changed for me, all all the times that I have moved this year, <laughs> and like all these events that I've had to really kind of march through, the constant is me and, and all of those stories. Yeah. And and so it's you have to. I this year I really learned to trust my own instincts and. In, um, you know, not only trusting other people, but like who I, I spend my time with, who I share my energy with. And you do realize over time that I think that I put myself in a position where I'm very mature in, in my relationships. I feel very confident in my friendships, um, even ones that are more peripheral. I, I still feel that, you know, I, I have made excellent decisions in who I have as friends. My life is so drama free right now. <laughs> like, I love it. That's not true at all. My life is not <laughs> drama free outside of like my bubble. Like I have drama in the, like in the realm of aspects of my life are collapsing around me and there's nothing I can do to stop it. But like my personal life is all good. Like my <laughs> friends are perfect. I have great relationships right now, but, um, certain other aspects of my life like um, precisely like my living situation mm -hmm. i have to be careful of how i word that because that's a that's a story for like a whole other mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. like there are certain things that have, that have happened in my life especially over the last few weeks that i can't even deal with that i just mm -hmm. they're out of my control and i can't <laughs> i can't deal with them and which is a great transition to at least for me i have learned to let go of things that i can't control yeah like especially when it comes to the coronavirus, I social distance, I wear a mask everywhere I go, and I have like eight things of hand sanitizer. I'm showing Natalie one of them. Oh my right God, now. I have that same hand sanitizer. Yeah, it's from Target, yeah. and I'm literally gonna mm -hmm. put some on my hands because it smells good. Um, but I mean, I, I know how to control my own actions. I know that this year, especially, I can only focus on things that I can control. And if it's out of my control, if it's not something that I can directly change myself, I have to let it go. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily let it go, but I have to, I have to change my focus. I can't, I can't dwell on things. I have to be that horse now, but I can't dwell on things I can't control. If it's not something that I directly can influence, then unfortunately, whatever happens, happens. And mm -hmm. I just have to make peace with that. And the sooner you make peace with it, the, the better you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just keep drinking till it, till it stops. Yeah. That's not a good just, life lesson. Or what I will do <laughs> is I have this year, I have mastered the skill of stress sleeping. Oh. Um, I, in the past, so I used to work overnight. The last okay. year and a half of my life, my shifts were literally 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. or 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. So oh I, again, stories for another time, but I just learned how to like not sleep and not survive on sleep for days. I mean, I would go like 36 to 48 hours without sleeping. And I would oh just, God. and I don't know if it's like, you know, having, you know, lost my job earlier this year and now having all this free time, quite literally on my hands. 
I've maybe I'm catching up on sleep that maybe. I lost last year. Um, <laughs> a year's worth really of sleep. That, like when I get really overwhelmed with something, or I just feel that I am dwelling too much on something, I will I will literally just go to bed. Like, oh my god, Zach! I will lay down and I will go to bed. You and I are literally the same. I've done that this entire past summer since I moved in here. I've just been, you know, whenever I feel very overwhelmed. I will just take a nap. Sometimes it turns into a couple hours. It's fine. We don't need to talk about it. Sometimes it'll reach into full on sleep. And you know what? That's yeah. what it is. And I'll just wake up at, from like from like 4 to 11. I'll deep sleep. And then I'll wake up in the middle of the night. And then I'll be productive or something like that. But oh, yeah. I think just allowing my body to rest when it's tired, whatever time of the day that is, has been a new lesson that I've picked up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like today, mm-hmm. I've... I blew out my vocal cords, not really, but <laughs> I was screaming in my car because my ex-boyfriend started Snapchatting me again, and like, oh. I'm terrible. <laughs> I, I, we can kind of talk about this. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, well, we can talk about it on here. I just won't address it as like my ex obviously, like a person. Okay, okay, okay. But it's like, you know, um, that's actually, I'll make a note of that. It's talking about the roles people have in our life. Um, but like, I don't want to talk to him anymore. Like we ended on amicable terms. We are fine. But I'm like, I do not want to talk to you. Like, no, you need to stay out. Like you are not welcome. No, just because your life is boring in Des Moines, Iowa, doesn't mean that I (laughs) like, I'm going to be captivated by it. I think it's fucking boring. (laughs) But like his role in my life is over. Like he realistically barring like substantial realization he doesn't mm-hmm. have a purpose in my life there's no there's literally no purpose like no like the the friendship is like the, the relationship is dead like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's 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 dead there's there's nothing to get that anymore mm-hmm. yeah. i speaking of uh old old people coming into our lives I had the, not old people as in like geriatric, but uh, people who were, <laughs> but, uh, people who were once present were not for a time and now potentially are. I recently brought someone back into my life who was previously in my life and it's been actually incredibly beneficial to okay. my well-being. And there are some people who that is the case. And I also found out through interacting that way with someone else that there are some people who that's not the case and that's totally fine. And I think you just have to personally gauge for yourself, like where, where that person stands with you. And if it's something that benefits you where you're currently at and where you're currently growing. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's a great way to kind of phrase it is for me, I have always you, this is going to sound very utilitarian and it okay, will almost come across like I use people, but that is not <laughs> what I'm trying to say. But I think that everybody, at least, and this is my perspective on the world, everybody that I encounter has some type of a role in my life. That, that like could be the barista at Caribou who just made me this drink. Like their purpose in my existence was to supply me this drink. As a barista, I love to hear that. I'm just like, yeah, "Yeah, that's my sole purpose in your life. That's fine. That sounds so bad, and it's not what I meant. But like, (laughs) I mean, on a friend level, I believe that I learn something from all of my friends. 
I mm-hmm. think that absolutely all of my friends, including you, like have some type of a role in my life. Like there's something either that like, I'm going to learn from you or like maybe I am helping you in some way or I, that's kind of just like my view. But there are times when someone's role in your life is not permanent, mm-hmm. um, which is also something that I've really had to deal with this year. And when it comes to like loss, whether it's like, you know, someone has passed away or someone is just no longer part of your life. Um, it's, at least for me, sometimes it is, like you had just said, it is in certain circumstances, at least in my perspective, like when you have concluded your time in my life, but again, that sounds like I know when someone has and someone has it, but like- you know, when you It's just like, actually like, your expiration date in my life is right actually, now. You, you, Bite the like, curb. Thanks though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can kind of tell when a friendship relationship, whatever it may be, has has exhausted itself. Has kind of like pittered out. You're like, okay, yeah, this is- there's no real fine. future. And it's, and it is, there is nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, friendships live and sometimes they die and that doesn't have to be a bad thing. But I mean- at least for me, I do really maintain that, that view that people play a role in your life. And sometimes their time in that role has ended and it's time for someone else to assume that. Like it's, um, it's kind of almost like a musical chairs in a certain sense. Like oh, yeah. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but on a friend level, it's like, mm-hmm. who, who is helping fulfill this? Has this been attained? Good. Oh, is the person that they're right now not attaining this or helping me attain this? Oh, well, it's time to go. So having to make peace with, unfortunately, not unfortunately, I'm, I think that I'm fortunate and that that's my perspective on the world. Um, yeah. Some people have said that too, have been like, that is a very bleak and sad way of viewing I think it. it's, I think it's incredibly honest. And I think it takes a lot of maturity to be able to reach that point because so often we let people linger for too long and then unconsciously, we let people diminish our spark and where we're headed mm-hmm. by just letting people stay for too long where they're no longer benefiting us. Oh, exactly. Like I, ever since I kind of adopted this view on the world, um, I'll be totally transparent on here. I love so it. this kind of started like my, I don't want to call it utilitarian, but you get what I'm saying. This, this the, the vibe, like, yeah. People that aren't meant to be here are not meant to be here. I started this back in like, 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, it was really mean. I would just like cut people out. Like we're not even talking. You know, this friendship was falling apart. There's no reason. I would block people if I no longer felt your energy in my life. You were blocked, and you were not. Even, it was never explained to you why. And I did that to several people. I regret mm-hmm. doing that now because those people probably deserved some type <laughs> of an explanation as to why. Why um, did Zach so my, just block me? Yeah, like, it would, it would, like, <laughs> it'd be like tomorrow you wake up and you would be like, it'd say like Zach Shaw has blocked you. That's I'd be like, sucking. I thought that right. podcast went really well. <laughs> yeah. And see, that's like a maturity thing. Is I was really immature back when I did things like that. And right. I have spoken to some of the people that I do that too. But like, well, in all honesty, this is, this is what happened. And I feel like I had valid reasons to do it. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more or less... Like, that's how I, I viewed things. But I will say this, ever since I have kind of assumed that I no longer block people, I don't, I don't, I'm not immature like that. You're not just like, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't let people stick around that I'm no longer feeling the energy with. Like, right. I, all of my close friends right now are so good to me. I am in good. the most pro- productive, healthy, 
friendships. I don't have anyone in my life right now who is like pissing me off or like people who I can't stand or like someone who's like, God, I really want to kick their ass. Like, I don't have anyone <laughs> like that right God, now. I just want to bust their kneecaps. Why are they like, acting God, this way? <laughs> I just want to kick behind the woodshed and just, you know. Yeah. I don't have anyone like that. Yeah. And in the past, I felt like I, I felt like I hated a lot of people. <laughs> running in the wrong circles and I felt yeah. like now I know who I I know what I want in a friend I know what I want in a relationship and I I felt like I feel like that's now been that like because now I know mm-hmm. what what I want and I also feel like I'm more comfortable in myself and like right and I think yeah and I think a lot of that comes with finally understanding who you are because some people once you figure out who you are and what your place is in the world, some people can't, you can't keep up and some people will just continue to weigh you down. And so part of, you know, figuring yourself out and really coming to terms with who you are and that, coming to terms with that sounds like you're just inherently a bad person, but like understanding yeah. who you are, you know, um, once you know yourself, then you know who you want to keep around you. Oh, and I exactly. think, and I, yeah. And I don't think it has to be like a thing where you just, um, you know, maybe don't cut off people completely, but I think some of that too can be just putting up boundaries and being yes. like, boundaries. this that's is the extent of you in my life. And that's, that's fine. That is another thing that 2020 has really taught me when it comes to loss and transitioning of relationships and things like that. Boundaries mm-hmm. are really critical. And I've had to unfortunately have this discussion with several people through this year. And sometimes it's a hard conversation. Other times it's easier. And the other party is very understanding. But I've been a lot more honest with people, and especially like in a physical setting, like with social mm-hmm. distancing, like who mm-hmm. am I comfortable seeing? Who am I not comfortable seeing? But yes. also on like a friend level, it's like, who am I comfortable talking to? Who am I not? And how much do, am I comfortable hearing from you? Like, I haven't told people straight up, like, I don't want to hear from you. I mean, there mm-hmm. have been some people, there have been- But like, you just, but you just have that in your mind. You're like, I don't like want to hear from you. It's like what you're- what I want from you and what would be pleasing to me for some people would be to not hear from you. Like yeah. that's, that sounds terrible, but like, it's true. And um, the other thing that I was going to say is like, what I've really come to realize over the last year and a half is I have really prioritized people who are going to like, who are happy people like that's not like a mentally like me a slide against people who struggle with mental illness but people that are happy for their friends people that yes. are excited for their friends in the past i really ran in circles that had a lot of jealousy a lot yes. of hate, and a lot of backstabbing mm-hmm. none of my friends do that none of my current I, friends would ever do that yeah i just i just graduated from a from an acting school and the amount of times whenever someone would have, and I'd been guilty of this myself, whenever someone would have a success, there was always like a, God, but I didn't have that success. Or like, I know, that and, and, and it's so toxic. And it's I, so hard. And there are some people who still are that way. And it's like, get a grip. That's not how to be a human. Like just be exactly. genuinely happy for people because it's so hard to be a human that we, we should all just celebrate each other when someone thrives like and that's the other part too is it's like i think for me i'm so fortunate that like all of my really close friends are not to say like are not in like the same career field as me because that doesn't matter to me but mm-hmm. it's like i really struggled with that in a couple of my friendships a few years ago that no longer exists today 
-hmm. I would get insanely jealous of people and their successes. I don't really do that anymore because I think that I just have reached a point of maturity in my life where I know when I can be happy for someone. Right. And that goes back to like, once you know yourself and you know your successes and you have a better sense of self, then you don't have to worry about that. Then you don't, jealousy doesn't even come to mind. And in sometimes it's, I would see that in my own relationships is you can tell when one of your friends is projecting onto you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so easy. And I think, again, I'm so fortunate because absolutely none of my friends in my life right now do that to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't do that to any of them. Um, And again, like that's, that's like a huge point of maturity for me is Mm -hmm. having rounded that corner and realizing, again, the role friends are supposed to play in your life. The role, like just people play in your life. They're not like your inner circle isn't supposed to be like your punching bag. They're supposed to be there to uplift you and you're supposed to be there to uplift them. Yeah. And so realizing that this year has been huge for me in being able to prioritize relationships that I know are equally uplifting and mm-hmm. ones like some that are not, just not really. And I think another thing too is I feel like I have transitioned a lot of my relationships into a mature setting. Like, um, I don't hold grudges from college against people. I don't hold grudges from high school against people. Um, What's the past is in the past. We're all adults. Um, There's reconciliation for most people. Um, But it's like some of my friends in college that really dismayed me was their willingness to, number one, trash their friends. I should stress, these people actually no longer my friends. So I, I'm not even gonna use that label for them. People okay. that, you know, backstab their friends, talk shit about their friends, people that, that demean people that they're close with. I have no tolerance for that anymore. Like, um, and unfortunately many people that I, I met in college are still like that. And I'm very much of the perspective, like we have talked about now for an extended period, that if I'm not vibing with your energy. Then bye like keep it moving like if we're mm-hmm. not vibing we're not vibing you got keep moving chop chop like yeah and i'm just i'm not i'm not one of those people that's gonna let people stick around and do that and so when i see other people do that i just i can't i don't have the time for it i just mm-hmm. and then it, it unfortunately like i just you know those are people that i can't be with i can't mesh with those mm-hmm. people so there's a there's a phrase that one of my uh one of my instructors in college uh, said, and I just kind of latched onto it. It's just, it's not that deep. And I say that all of the time, whenever, yeah, I say that whenever a customer is overreacting at something at work, or I can tell that they're projecting, I just say, it's not that deep. It's not about me. It's okay. Just keep it moving. And if someone, and if someone, yeah, or if someone's snapping at me and trying to say that something's about me, but I can tell that it's not. It's like, it's not that deep. I don't have to take this personally. And I think that's another big lesson is what I've learned this year is not everything's meant to be taken so personal. Some people are just so deeply unhappy with themselves that they feel no other choice but to lash out at you. Oh, and absolutely. it can, yeah, and it can be friends, it can be family members, and you just have to look at it and say, this isn't about me. I don't have to lose any sleep over it. Because if we continue oh, really? to lose sleep over people, treating us less than we deserve to be treated, then we'll just, con- we'll constantly be in a circle of 
unhappiness and we can't afford to do that. Oh, absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. that's the other thing too, is, you know, building off of the, oh, it's not that deep is like, I have also like that mantra has permeated my life in like a lot of other ways too. Mm-hmm. Is that like, um, try, like I just lost my train of thought on that. It's, I've had so much coffee tonight, but You're good. it's like, I'm like trying to like gravitate and like, it's like a spider web of ideas. And I'm like, ah, Bring but it on. bring it all into the circle. <laughs> like I, I will say that, you know, some of like my friendships have ended under the guise of it's not that deep. Like mm-hmm. we're just not close anymore. It's not that deep. Like keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like say la vie, like so is life. And you just, you just have to keep, keep it going. Mm-hmm. The way I, the way I've come to see it is I will, outgrow shirts and pants and similarly i will outgrow humans sometimes and that's just the way it is that's just the way it is Mm -hmm. period and sometimes you may grow back into those pants or those shirts and those people but don't don't prep for it or don't constantly seek it out come and go the ones that stare the ones that glow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so zach shaw let's take (laughs) period let's take a break for some fun facts okay do you have a fun fact I have been to 47 states. 47? I've been to 47 states. I would like a list, please. I will give you a list of states <laughs> I have not been to. Okay, that's, sh- that's not, a shorter list. I have not been to Oregon, <laughs> Washington, Alaska, or Hawaii. I've been to Ooh. every other one. Okay, okay. So Sasquatch country. Yeah, I have. You have that. not I been yet. I haven't seen him yet. I haven't seen him yet, but. Land of rain years. and books and I Sasquatch. I actually almost moved to Seattle a couple months <gasps> ago. I oh, I think did. I remember seeing something about that. We came, I came really close to taking a job in Seattle, but my heart right now is in, is in the Twin Cities. So mm. that didn't happen, but we came close. We, I, I really want to either sometime over the next year, I want to hit all 50, like not oh, all yeah. at once, but I'm going to hit <laughs> the last four. One minute in every break. state. That, I imagine that was a spring break <laughs> plan for me is I wanted to fly to Oregon, drive to Washington, go to Alaska and Hawaii, and then I would well, get off in the states at the age of 22. We'll wait wow, what, but. wow, what happened? What happened to that plan? I know. So weird. There was a hmm. virus that infected 8 million Americans. Wow, <laughs> no way. Oh, it <laughs> that doesn't me. sound I real. Did you I really? Had I had it back in March. Zach Shaw. Wow. February. No, I had it in February. Oh my gosh. So that was before it really became but what huge. It is today. Yeah, it did like, you know, oh, did you know it was COVID-19 then or did no, you I thought I find out flu. later? I thought I had the flu. I found it in July. I tested positive for the antibodies, but those wow. don't even matter because you can get it again. So yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Like, it doesn't even matter. Like you can be reinfected. Like so. Wow. Well, at this point, I like, I have no immunity to it. So it's like, whatever. Yeah, just keep yeah. wearing your mask. If you take anything from this, oh, wear so your many. mask. I literally, I literally have one right here. I have. Oh my god. I have so many masks. I think yes. I have. Um, you guys. That's such a cute it, mask. I'm wearing a gingham blue and white mask right now. It, yes. Um, <clears throat> it's actually this is not like a safe mask to wear. Is it? Um, is it rather thin? Well, it's a it's a two layer cloth mask, but mm-hmm. like it's just realistically not the safest one to wear like mm-hmm. you like you, you i guess you can wear it but i read a study today that was like you should only be wearing cotton masks at this point i'm like okay well this is clearly not cotton yeah. so, Oof. but Oof. it is what it is 
I just got a five pack of cotton masks that are like triple layered yeah. from Etsy and they're very nice, but I had only been wearing like two layered ones and that extra layer really adds some extra oomph to it yes, because I now I, I wear it to work and I'm just like, oh my God, I can't breathe, but that's you can true. breathe, I, so wear your mask. That's true. I also just bought these ones from Bagu, which Ooh. is like a tote bag company, but okay. these are like, they're so, what I have read is they are like kind of like an N95, but they're clock. Mm-hmm. Um, they're engineered in a way to give you the same protection because it has like three folds to it. Like one, like quite like goes up over your nose, but you have another independent piece of fabric that goes over your mouth and then another one that droops under your chin. Does it have a space for a filter? Or Yes, it also has a space nice. for a filter. And so nice. I have three of those and I love them. I love mm-hmm. them. They are very mm-hmm. restrictive of your breathing, but I, I feel safe yep. right that's like mine mine have a space for a filter they're very thick and they have like a bar that you can push to mold to your nose and then they have a cloth that goes down below your chin so that you're really just held very nicely Mm -hmm. and once I switched to those compared to my other lighter masks then it was like oh I have to change my breathing pattern when I'm walking especially because it's like oh I would get so oh boy yeah it's so winded it's tough it's tough yeah yeah they're definitely the kind of mask that when I uh, am walking a look like and there's no one else around me, I just pull it down a little bit. I but then I quickly pull it back sometimes up. when there is I only do it when there's no one around. Like mm-hmm. not like oh someone's like twenty feet away. It's like there's no one when there's no one nearby I will, that I, I can will see. take it off outside. My mask mm-hmm. the second I so the second I leave my bedroom, I put my mask on. Oh yeah. The second, the second, the second I leave my home, I have my mask on or I put my mask on before I even walk out of my front door. And oh, then yeah. I just like, leave. People that walk around my apartment building without their mask on, I, like, I'm not kidding. I, I will yell at you. Mm-hmm. I I'll tell you to not on. come near me. I don't want you near me if you're not wearing your mask because I don't know. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like I yeah. treat anyone that's not in my bubble, like my little bubble mm-hmm. of people I see, which is only mm-hmm. two people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not in that bubble and you're coming close to me, I'm literally going to assume that you are an asymptomatic positive person and you're mm-hmm. going to protect me. So I've, I've become less apologetic about telling people that they need to stop standing so close to me or walk close to me if they're not oh, wearing their mask, if they're not I wearing will... a mask or if they're not wearing their mask properly. And I'm also less apologetic about telling people, hi, can you pull your mask over your nose? Because that's kind of like you're just walking around with one sock and one shoe on. Like, yeah, I just need you to pull it up. And so I'm sure it's the same way in California, but in Minnesota, there's a mandatory mask wearing policy and mm-hmm. it's like no mask, no service. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a really fascinating thing happen the other day. So I was at a gas station and I went inside to prepay and the um, cashier was behind like three layered plexiglass mm-hmm. and they had a little sign on their shirt that said, I forget the condition they have, but basically they can't wear a mask. They have some allergy to cloth on their face and they're like, um... I'm tested daily for COVID. I, I do not, I cannot wear a mask. And I'm like, all right, well then maybe you should not work. Maybe you shouldn't be working in customer service then you where should. you're exposed. Yeah, maybe you should not be working customer service, but that's yeah. a privilege to take, so not everyone can do that. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened is the person in front of me asked them, okay, do you have another member of staff that I can work with because I'm not going to talk to you because you don't have a mask on? And the cashier was like, no, I do not. I'm the only one working. 
And so then the customer like started getting really agitated and the cashier, I mean, granted, if you're that angry about it, like just leave, like mm -hmm. just go somewhere else. What the customer who was wearing a mask decided to do was fold her mask down, lean beyond the plexiglass and cough on the person. Not okay. So then you, then you just negated your entire yeah, point. Like, now you're I, in the wrong. All of us were like, <gasps> why yeah. did you do that? Like it just blew me away. And yeah, I so then you're all, in the wrong and you're just the asshole. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? That's like the most extreme. That is incredibly rude. I was like, you just negated the whole purpose of masking. Like I, why would you do that? So now you're just um, going to consciously make the choice to potentially infect someone who has explained that they have a condition that makes them sensitive to mask wearing, whatever the case is. There. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A mess at the gas station. A mess at the speedway next to Como Park. I was like, okay, y'all, mm -mm. fine. I guess that's how we get down today. Oh, I guess that's the vibe. I have a lot of people, uh, I have... I have two different jobs in different coffee shops and there's a lot of, I've been yelled at from anti-maskers probably seven times now. Mm. And both, both jobs have a sign on the door that says no mask, no service. Of course, people still come in and either have their mask below their nose or aren't wearing one or put one in while they're walking in the store. And it's like, that kind of negates the point. Like just put it on before you come in. Yeah. Um, I think the funniest when I had, it was at like six in the morning and it was this woman that came in and she, <laughs> she came in and she wasn't wearing her mask. So I said, hi, uh, can you just put your mask on? Do you have one you can put on? And she was like, um, yeah, I do. But why are you asking me? And I was like, uh, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, uh, I'm in the mood for oversharing. So, so I said, well, because I'm a minimum wage worker working two jobs to pay rent so I don't end up homeless. Yeah. And um, I also don't have health insurance. So if I get sick, I could potentially die from this virus. Who knows? But I'm not going to take that risk because you're being careless and you don't want to put on your mask that you clearly have in your pocket and you just want to be an asshole at Why six in the morning. Like, I, might, I love wearing a mask. I feel like I'm I love it. I can, like, I can, yeah. Like, like no one knows me. who I am. No one knows. I think I look infinitely better with half my face missing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. do you know how many people look so attractive with a mask? I'm, oh, that sounds terrible. That sounds. True. <laughs> but then you, but then you see them like take their mask off, and you like before with their mask on, you're like, oh my god, you're kind of hot. And then very attractive. Yeah, that's I think it's very attractive. wearing a mask and voting are the hottest things you can do oh, that's so sexy. ever. Really yeah. Really <laughs> But then, but then you see someone take their mask off and you're just like, oh, well, throw it all away. It's all gone. It's all down the drain now. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's so, it's so disgusting and annoying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Oh, ma'am. But I have a fun fact. Yes. Okay. Totally different vein. Mosquitoes have, what is it? 47? 47 teeth. A hunt. Yeah. And not, they don't use any of it for food. Except us, we're their food. But the only purpose those teeth—the only purpose those teeth serve—is to bite into human flesh. That's fucking disgusting. So happy Halloween, folks. That's disgusting. <laughs> Isn't it horrifying? Wait, did you this see today demon. how they went and found the murder hornet nest in Washington no. State? 
They went and found <gasps> it. They killed them all. They went and killed all those fuckers. I was so oh ecstatic God, seeing yes. those pictures of those dead ass murder hornets. <gasps> I saw a video the other day of them giving one like strawberry jam so they could track it. And I'm like, just step on it, kill it. Just like, don't get a bat or something. I don't know. And honestly, I, when the murder hornets first became a thing, I was like, why don't we just burn it all down? Why don't mm-hmm. we just. Let's uh, get a blowtorch, guys. I'm not advocating for forest fires. I am not. And I'm not advocating mm-hmm. for, you know. Let the record show. Arson. I let the mm-hmm. record show I'm not mm-hmm. advocating for arson, but I am mm-hmm. advocating for if you know of a specific tree that has murder hornets living in it. Burn it down. You decided to attach explosives to that tree and you decided to maybe have we wouldn't we wouldn't be mad at it yeah you wanted to hypothetically blow it up i i personally would not judge you i think not that that, yeah not that anyone on this podcast is uh advocating for that but if someone listening gets the idea from someone on this podcast life and property by Mm. annihilating a murder hornet colony someone named zach shaw might pay your jail bill bail and that And that is the American dream, folks. That is actually the entire American dream. That's the new American I think, dream. I think, it's in, I think it's in the new constitution that we're writing this year. I think yes, that it's, it's definitely in there, 1,000%. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Abs- absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> I like, had to catch myself. I've sworn a few times. I love it. Every, every, every episode that they're swearing, I just mark explicit. I think there's only one that wasn't marked explicit. Oh. So Love like, that. and this is like the eighth episode. So, you know, you know, the vibes, this is where we're at. Yes, this is who absolutely. I am. <laughs> my, my original podcast that I did every episode was marked explicit because <laughs> the amount of swearing in several of them was just obscene. It was like, well, Christoph swearing is obscene, but it was like mm-hmm. the <laughs> sheer magnitude of <laughs> there's, there's a stratospheric levels. There's a podcast I listen to, and whenever they swear, they bleep it out. What's the point? And and that's what I think. Whenever I'm just like, swear? I know I'm just like, hey, let like, the people in my hear head, what they're going to hear. What you said. Like in, in my head, I already know what you said. Yeah, I already I already figured out the length of the word that you said. I figured out how many syllables it has. I'm on it. Okay, I'm already I'm already on board. Just let my ears finish the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Period. There was Period. something I thought about bringing it on back so that's that's the end of the fun fact section hope yes. you had a blast i had a great time i i had a, a blast i laughed i cried i will leave it a five stars on yelp for sure yes 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 yes, yes. <laughs> there's there's something that i thought about when you were talking about bringing people into into uh your space that you that you want versus people that you don't want in your space when yeah. i moved into my own apartment this summer I mean, COVID, COVID abiding too. Um, but yes. uh, I was very cognizant of people that I wanted entering my little peaceful bubble that I built for myself versus yes. people that I felt I was like, no, nah, I feel like you're going to screw up the vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just, that's just where I'm at. Yeah. Like no. there's definitely certain people where I'm like, I'll meet you outside on the sidewalk, but you're not coming upstairs into my little safe haven. Yeah. And I think for me, it's actually, this is a great point of conversation. Like, I have found that judgment in the, in the time of corona mm-hmm. is wildly misplaced. Um, we are eight months into this of what is likely going to be a full year, a full yep. year. Um, and I have found that judgment worked at the beginning. 
like judging people who were doing X, Y, and Z, not social distancing, that was fine at the beginning because we all had to do it. Right. Now that we have reached this point where, listen, if you get COVID, you're likely not going to die of it. You, you will probably get very sick, but you're not gonna die from it. And it is now, unfortunately, because I'm gonna be honest, the government has failed us. Oh yeah. The, it, it's on you to decide what you're comfortable with. There is no additional unemployment benefits coming anytime soon. So mm -hmm. unfortunately, restaurants and bars have to open. They do. Mm -hmm. And people have to patronize them so people don't lose their jobs. And if you have made that decision that you would like to resume those activities, that's on you. You have made that decision. I'm not comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, my limits were I was okay with doing like self-service patio dining. Like you, mm -hmm. um, here in Minneapolis over the summer, there were some restaurants that had like, you go order at like a, a central place and then you, they bring your food to you and that's it. Like mm -hmm. there's no wait service whatsoever. Like it's, you are simply sitting on their patio eating and drinking and you have nothing waved on. That I feel safe doing. Um, what I still have issue with, depending on like what, because my comfort level depends on what, the COVID situation is where I am. When I was in New Jersey a few weeks ago, before you know the surge we're seeing now, I I felt safe and comfortable dining out. I felt mm -hmm. safe and comfortable doing that there because the numbers were so low that I knew I was not putting people at risk, and I felt like I was something I could safely do. Here in Minnesota, I have never felt comfortable doing that. Um, I do not feel safe dining out here, especially with the COVID numbers now. But oh, yeah. if you decide to do that. I'm not going to judge you for it, but I'm also not going to see you because you've done that, because mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable doing that. That's not an indictment of you. That doesn't mean that I don't want to talk to you anymore. And I'll grant it if like you're doing that and then like, you know, you're- But I think it's, but I think I it's you, you have to, I think it's you have to understand the consequences of your actions. If you're going to be yes. negligent of one thing, then understand that there are consequences for your negligence. And you have to understand yes. that some people who are actually being, cognizant of what's going on won't want to see you exactly. and you have to be okay with that too, is i've had to have this conversation with like some of my really close friends that you know i don't see a lot of people i mm -hmm. actually see really only ellie webb that's she's really all i see i see other people from outside and from a distance i don't see anyone else mm -hmm. but um just because like you're only seeing one person at a time doesn't mean you're being safe like right you see one person a day but each day it's a different person that doesn't mean you're not socially distant like yeah so I think you I think you can be safe but you can also be smart like if you're going yeah. to see someone be smart about it yes like for me large group settings are I'm just not comfortable with absolutely like, not I'm yeah not comfortable with large group settings um like or if I unfortunately have to be in a situation where I'm going to be around people I'm going to wear a mask mm -hmm. like I wear a mask and that's it like I wore a mask and it is what it is but I think you know, rounding out like the, like the whole judgment and like toxicity and things like that like I I have learned to like stop judging people who are acting differently than I am it's I'm not I it's just it's not you're not helping anyone but passing extreme judgment on others at this point mm -hmm. do what you're comfortable with as long as you are not individually hurting someone else like if, for example if you live with your grandparents do not be you should out. not be seeing anyone. If you live with someone who's immunocompromised, do not mm -hmm. be going out. Buy some puzzles, just stay inside. 
Diane, so also, I love staying home. I, yes. I love going for drives and I love staying home. Mm-hmm. I love laying in bed. I'm sorry. I just I'm got, soft, but I, love I just got a TV this weekend as a grad present. And so now wow. I can finally watch movies on something that's not my laptop, but I had been just like watching movies and like spooning my laptop on my bed and just like snuggle in ready for the night. Yeah. And that's like, totally fine. I love it. Cause you don't have totally refreshing. Yeah. And I think it's good for my, it's been really good for my anxiety too. I mean, not really good for my anxiety. Cause when I think outside of my bubble, it's like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. But yeah. then it like the part of my anxiety that is driven by social anxiety and is very overwhelmed by going and seeing people and having to do the prep that comes with seeing people. I don't have to worry about that now. And I love oh, literally. that a lot. You can just like, <laughs> you can literally just like relax. You can just like, oh, yeah do whatever and wine nights party of one literally just like learning to like sit in your own home Mm -hmm. and like drink by yourself you know Mm -hmm. what there is there is a beauty to that and (laughs) like i i i i thoroughly i thoroughly enjoy it so um, i don't know i think like we're all learning like new things that we're comfortable Mm -hmm. Mm I think like for me, I've also realized like, how, like we talked about this earlier that I know how to like survive on my own. I don't mm-hmm. need incessant human interaction to be happy. I can be happy cooking. I can be yeah. happy watching a show. I can be happy just sleeping. I mean, I think, I don't- yeah, I've, I've figured out ways to be happy just doing nothing instead of feeling like I have to constantly be doing something or you know, as an artist, I have to constantly be creating something to feel like I'm serving my purpose. Like my purpose is fine. Just watching a TV show for a weekend or just like having a nap, you know, or just like painting or just sitting on my phone. That's fine. Oh, absolutely. Completely. I mean, that's, that's entirely how like I've learned to like proceed this time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just relaxing. I mean, I, I'm about to put a jade roller on my face, but. Oh my God. I have a rose quartz roller. Oh wait, that's what this is. Oh yes, Aksha. They're I'm so gonna, Yeah. I'm about to wash my face this evening and I will also do one of those. It's so therapeutic to just roll your face. Is it true that you can burst blood vessels in your face if you do this too hard? I'm not sure. If someone listening knows, let let you beans know that's so interesting did this to me one time like she gave me a a jade like if you go too hard or too often like when i was visited her she had told me that like if i if you do this too hard on your face it will like you can pop blood vessels oh my gosh low key i want to (laughs) try like see if i can do it because i feel like that would be the most field test injury that would be the most yeah I broke my ankle playing Uno. I oh my god! Having the coronavirus and no, I um, I popped blood vessels in my face using a rose quartz roller. I shouldn't laugh because it's not funny, but it's actually really funny, I and funny. I love that for you a lot. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I I've learned to laugh at the things that happen in my life. Sometimes they're really stressful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're really sad. But like within like 24 hours, I'm different. If you if you can't laugh at yourself, then what's the point? Like, when I broke my ankle playing Uno, I was not crying. <laughs> I was laughing the whole time. And I was in, I was honestly in horrific pain and I uh-huh. couldn't stop laughing. It, mm-hmm. it was, that is 
easily one of the most grotesque injuries I've ever sustained. Oh that my and my eye issues earlier this year. I, we're not talking about the eye issues. I'm, I'm not, I guess, but <laughs> um, no, my Uno injury was so that was fascinating to all who watched it happen, and everyone, everyone that joined me on the ride to the hospital is like, it's not everyone. <laughs> Three of the four who joined me are still very much. <laughs> sorry, I have, see, see, I and have I to can't catch even, that really quick. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just curious because when I play Uno, I'm oft not moving around, so I'm curious. Oh, I, so here's where how you... I broke my ankle. <laughs> okay, I was in the kitchen. First off, I should add, my friend Claudia and I had mixed Kool Aid and vodka. Okay, okay, okay. It yep. was a snow day that I'm pa- I've painted the picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Vividly. I was in the kitchen getting more alcohol, and I did not want to get my turn skipped because I was that. My other friend was literally kicking all of her asses. I was not left in. No. So I ran back, and somewhere between the kitchen and the table, I did something to my ankle. I didn't feel it. I didn't notice it. First off, because I was on another plane a few minutes distance. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. I had met God at that point, and like, oh, yeah. You transcended and you'd returned. Yes. And mm-hmm. I remember like 20 minutes later, my ankle was just like, I just felt like a pressure on my oh ankle. My like, what the hell is this? So then I picked my ankle up and put it on the table. And I'm not going to get incredibly graphic on here, but it looked like there was a grapefruit on my ankle. Oh my gosh. It was terrible. It was Mm-mm. so disgusting. And I remember looking at it and I immediately started laughing. I just. <laughs> I burst into hysterics, and then here's another funny part to the story. I had to go get my health insurance card from my bedroom, which was on the third floor of the house I was living in. But my room was a mess. I was I get really self-conscious about my own messes. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if my room is a mess, you're not seeing my room. Thankfully, right now my apartment is not a mess. But like I was very self-conscious. I didn't want, I didn't want anyone to see Like, that. no one's coming in within 500 feet of this bedroom, ever. I, I no. would slam the door to my bedroom shut. That was how, <laughs> I didn't want people seeing my bedroom in that house because it was such a disaster. It was very oh small, God. too. But, um, so I crawled. I crawled up two flights of stairs to get my health insurance card. And then my fr- friend Kate had to literally carry me down the stairs. <laughs> There were people screaming at me like, what are you doing? You should not be moving as I am like, crawling up the stairs. Y'all don't want to see this room. Let I me was, do my business. Like, they were all my friends like, it's fine. Our rooms are all messes too. And like, you don't understand. No, you don't. You don't get it. Like, it's not you your mess. It's not your mess. Your mess is your mess. Mm-hmm. mess this is mine. Is you don't want to see my mess. mess. And I don't want you to look at it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. So that was the story <laughs> about me breaking my ankle. Fun fact, I went to my internship the next day. I still went to work. The very me. next day. Like 12 Incredible. hours later, I got out of my Uber on West 57th Street in New York City, and I hobbled into the CBS Broadcast Center on crutches with an enormous boot on my leg. And you know what? Incredible. I fell in the hallway. I fell <laughs> in the hallway. I fell in the hallway literally in front of Nora O'Donnell when she was Face. anchored at CBS this morning. Oh, my God. And, like, two of her assistants were like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? And meanwhile, I was too fucking embarrassed, so I didn't say anything. Like, Face first. Face first to the side or on the back. The, I hobbled off of the um, hallway and then, you know, just kind of collected myself mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then walked into work and everyone was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I know, I'm just waiting to turn. 
Hi, it's me. Hi, it's me. Do you guys want any coffee? I guess. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm like dragging my entire leg around. It was so embarrassing. But it was what it was. And so then when people were like, how did you, what did you do to your foot? I'm like, I don't think you're ready. I, you know, I don't think you're prepared to know what I did to my foot. Like, you're not ready I for the magnitude of this car. story. I fell on the <laughs> stairs. Or I was mugged. Sorry. Normal people stories. Normal people stories of like I fell on the stairs or like. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, I'm like, nope. I broke my ankle. Uh, drunk playing Uno. <laughs> Speaking of New York City, yeah. I. Uh, two weeks before my no it was probably only a week before my first trip to new york city i was in my room with tea and i had laid on my i had laid on my bed for too long and my leg had fallen asleep and i went to get up to go fetch my tea from my dresser and i put so much pressure on my leg Ah. that i dislocated my knee Ah. so (laughs) so far this is gonna get disgusting it's, it gets graphic so far that my kneecap was on the near back of my leg. And when you dislocate your knee, your leg's reflex is to fold like a sandwich. <laughs> if you can't, you can't see, but Zach is, Zach is hiding from me <laughs> now because it's very graphic. Um, and so that was it. That was the reason I dislocated. And now my knees are trash because I would that's how they are. Um, <laughs> and so I just, I, I've had more uh, entertaining stories of how I've dislocated my knee that are significantly less lame. Uh, but, that's um, terrifying. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Uh, I was 17, I think, when we <laughs> went to New York. So I was very young. And then I had to go to New York City. I wasn't still on crutches. Were but you in I a was, wheelchair? No, I was only on crutches for for a few days, I think upwards of a week maybe. And um, then when we got to New York, cause we went with my drama club and we were going to different Broadway shows. And when we were walking around New York, I was still on a very, on a very tender knee. So no. You, no you, you injured yourself playing Uno intoxicated. I injured myself Sandwiched fetching tea. Knee. You sandwiched your knee. That just sounds so disgusting. Terribly lame. Mm -hmm. Not terribly lame, terribly horrifying. (laughs) It was very icky. And uh, my little sister, Claire, she is a titan of humanity. She's incredible. Um, She's the next Hilton uh, Mm -hmm. web cousin that you should meet. Um, She came in and was kind of coaching me through it. But I kept screaming because when you dislocate your knee, it's just basically adrenaline pumping through you at 1,010%. I would have gone and, to bed. Like I would have simply grabbed a pillow and <laughs> I I kept asking Claire to hit me over the head to just knock me out because it hurt so bad. I and can only so then, imagine. yeah. So then she was trying to call our dad to come home and take me to the hospital. We were calling an ambulance. It was a lot, and that was on the second floor of our home. So then I had to be carted down the stairs in a position that you should not be carting anyone over bumps because that oh. is a it was a lot, but then I got to the hospital. Great drugs, great experience. I had a uh, dream that I was in Mario Kart, and uh, I will hold on to it forever. It was oh. time of my life. Time of my life. I I oh I, th- I think of it often. <laughs> if only I could have a dream like that. It was great. I think it's I think it's the kind of dream that can really only come from a drug induced slumber. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
Not but my mom, I've never yeah. had that happen. I when I broke my ankle, they gave me no medication for it because I Ugh. I literally couldn't stop laughing. Also, this is gonna sound terrible, ready? But when I was in the hospital after mm-hmm. I broke my ankle, you know, they're asking me how I broke it, and of course, I was incredibly drunk. Mm-hmm. But I was telling them, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm be totally honest with you. Like, I had way too much to drink. I like, I, I'm so embarrassed. And they were like, I was 21, mind you. I was 21. I wasn't like underage. Right, right, right. It's not like you were like 15 and you were like, yeah, oh, no, yeah I, I was, I was, I was freshly minted <laughs> 21. And they made me um, uh, blow into a breathalyzer. Well, because they weren't like, you know, you're too drunk. They were like, we just need to know. And even we give you medication. Right, like you need to know where you're, you're at. Know where you're at. Mm-hmm. And I, so I blew into the breathalyzer and they said, we're not giving you any medication. Uh-oh. They were like, we're giving you literally nothing. Uh-oh. So that tells you <laughs> that I had so much, my, my BAC. Yeah, so how drunk were you, said, Zach Shaw? They, they were like, <laughs> we are going to not give you medication. Just take yeah. uh, Tylenol later. If you are, they're like, if this... Yeah, they're like, have fun with that. So they Randy Jackson you. They said, it's a no for me. Thanks, though. They said, no. have fun with this. They said, first off, enjoy your hangover. Secondly, LOL at your leg. LOL, bye. They said, Safe LOL travels, though. At that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Period. Mm-hmm. Now, see, mm-hmm. if I did that today and I did that in Minnesota, they would not even admit me to the hospital because there's no hospital beds. So. Ooh. My mom likes to tell me that uh, when they were drugging me up, when I w- had that first knee dislocation, I was talking to her actively, and then suddenly I was just not. It was just kind of limp. I was like, um. So like and I, the, the, the translation of that is I was high out of my mind. I was gone. I was no longer on planet have, Earth. I discovered something. So people aren't going to see this, mm-hmm, but... Mm-hmm. Natalie can see what I'm doing. I'm literally rolling my rose quartz roller on my neck because my neck feel? hurts. My neck no longer hurts. So <gasps> I just discovered something. But wow, anyways, incredible. just kidding. My neck hurts again. So <laughs> it didn't work. But I canceled my wisdom teeth extraction, tooth extraction, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. canceled that appointment seven times. Oh my god. Because gosh. I do not want to go under anesthesia. I don't like I mine aren't impacted. Like you just need to be removed because they need to be removed. I didn't go under for mine and mine weren't impacted. So you may not, but continue. I don't even want the procedure. Like, okay. When, like first of all, during COVID, I'm not getting a procedure. Hell, right. hell no. It's I'll not wait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My mom wanted me to get them out in April. Like no. they were accepting patients in April in no. South Dakota. And I was no. like, hell no. I'm well, not- no wonder it's in South Dakota because South Dakota thinks that this is science fiction. I'm they're saying like, this LOL with my two parents in the room who are, who are from South Dakota, who are yeah, actively like, living in LOL South Dakota. LOL at COVID. But I no. was like, hell no, I'm not getting it done. So I called and canceled my appointment the morning of. Absolutely. Was, I think my, my extraction was at 6.30. I canceled at 6 o'clock. <laughs> they, were, they literally, yeah, like, we've already prepped. They were like, the, so River Ridge, dental surgery, whatever the hell it's called, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, mm-hmm. I'm literally not allowed to make another appointment there if it's not an emergency, because oh I've gosh. canceled it seven times at that location. <laughs> but I mean, like, in COVID times, like, why would you go in for a procedure if it's not absolutely crucial? Yeah, like, hell no. Sorry, I don't, no. first off, I don't want your fingers in my mouth. Mm-mm. Also, I'm like, no, I, I just have... Knock on wood, 
I would rather be screaming in pain. I'm not finishing my sentence. Isn't that what <laughs> I'm, I'm not finishing my sentence. But you, you, people will be able to piece together what I was about mm-hmm. to say, and you will mm-hmm. understand my perspective of when I will get my wisdom teeth removed. When mm-hmm. we have reached that point, or we are nearing it, I will get them removed happily. Mm-hmm. But until then, no. Not it's a great. It's a great time when you do get them removed because you get to just eat soft foods and watch movies. That's I mean, I mean, your face looks a little funky for a while, but it is what it is. I mean, honestly, not even going to lie, I, um, I have never been on a narcotic. I have never oh. been on like a medically prescribed narcotic before. I think that's good though. I have been on a steroid Okay. Or, well, I've been on a topical steroid for my eyes. Mm-hmm. And then I had the flu extremely bad three years ago. And they gave me a steroid for it. Oh my gosh. And the way that that pill sent me to God, like <laughs> they literally told me, take this pill and go to bed. It was like, cause my coughing was so bad, but they were like, you know, when you get the flu really bad and like, you're just quite literally coughing up a lung with your coughing mm-hmm. up thing. Mm-hmm. And so they gave me this pill and they were like, just take it and go. Like, mm-hmm. go be. And so I, I took the pill. The way in which that sent me to God, like, it was just like, I'm, I remember sitting in my bed in Cabrini Hall at Seton Hall University. And then I woke up 16 hours later. Oh my God. Like, and then I had to take it again because I was doing homework at my desk. And I remember I just like laid my head down on my desk. Again, it like, both times I took it, it knocked me out for like 10 and a half hours. I had a literal mark on my face from being on my (sighs) desk for hours and hours and hours. Whoa. Yeah. So that's the hardest pill I've ever taken. Suddenly this is is a druggy. So this is our this is our skincare and drugs podcast. Thanks yes. for listening. Uh, hope hope you hope you gained some knowledge. Yes. This is also this is also the episode where Zach saw, Zach Shaw brushes his hair. Yes. Great hair, by the way. We love it. Thank you. Thank you. Very I, well kept. I am dyeing it black. <gasps> no, are you really? In, just for Halloween. Just for Halloween. Okay. 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 Um, okay. I have I, I have temporary hair dye. Okay. So there will be. I'm not revealing my costume. Some people have already seen it. You've already seen it. You've already seen it. Yeah. Um, I think that my costume is very good. Uh huh. I think my costume is very good. Yep. I cannot wait to share it with everybody. Um, the black hair dye is mandatory. Not a spoiler, uh, but I. What I have been re-binging the series. The, the series. Uh-huh. And I just watched the documentary that came out with season six a couple days ago. And man, that'll get the tears going. Oh boy. Uh, Incredible though. I'm gonna be honest with you. The the show, the aforementioned show. Okay, the show is Shits Creek. <laughs> and now that I've said well, I'm out. dying I'm dying my hair black, you can there's very few characters you have to pick from. You're not so Alexis. I am not Alexis, <laughs> and I am not Moira, and now no. you, have, you have to narrow it down even further. Moira but, Rose. <laughs> but um, that is a show that I put on while I'm doing other things. 
So I'm mm-hmm. gonna be quite honest. I have not actually sat and watched it. Like that's okay. It's, show, it's like um, the Office. I turn it on mm-hmm. like basically. I hear the one line I like, and I laugh yeah. hysterically. I like to fall asleep to Schitt's Creek and The Office sometimes oh, yeah. if I just need like some soft noise to fall asleep to. And I love watching them when I need show. to like work on something. Yeah. It's not a but then show. it's But then I think when you do that with an initial watch, then when you go to rewatch, you find new jokes that you didn't know were there before. And you find like Alexis new reactions. talking about her entire life sends me to the mm-hmm. Lord mm-hmm. all the time. Like, I, I can't stop laughing. Like it's... Mm-hmm. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it, it's it look quite honestly sends me to Christ. It's so funny that you're actually going to be date or whoever you're going to be. <laughs> God, it's okay. I am. I, it's okay. We we, we put it out there. I am being. I am David from Shit Street, and I just sprayed my hair dye on my arm. And it Incredible. Good. I'm going wow. to be one of Moira's crows from the Crowing, part three. Oh, love that. Yes. So I'm going to, and I have no Halloween plans except sitting in my living room. So it'll be Halloween party of one with the growing. I am actually going to Nashville to visit visit a couple of my friends. We are going to be very safe. We're not going out. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. um, see, you can actually travel during COVID. You can travel during COVID. Mm -hmm. If you know, if you have, like, a reason to travel, like, Mm -hmm. if you were going to visit friends, that's fine, like, but I would not go on a trip right now to, like, a new place, like, Mm -hmm. I think you can only, like, if I, I've stayed in hotels, like, when I'm traveling, like, en route somewhere, like, I need to spend the night somewhere, but I think that you can safely travel as long as you have a reason to be somewhere, like, if I didn't know anyone in Nashville, I would not go there and especially if I wasn't staying at their house I wouldn't be going or like right that's that those are my two cents on mm-hmm. on traveling during COVID like, again just be smart like I just had my parents come to LA for my graduation um mm-hmm. so that I wasn't graduating in my living room alone yeah and you know they've been here before and they are smart about COVID I'm smart about COVID and so yes. I think when both when both parties are being smart about it it's totally fine and mm-hmm. safe you know Again, you just have to be smart about it. And uh, like I got, I got tested before I knew they were coming. I, you know, I think before you, tr- before you see anyone, if you can get tested, if you can. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Get tested, everybody. And wear the mask. Yeah. Wear your mask. Wear, buy cute masks. And then, yes. and then it's even better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that's, that's all I've got. You got anything yes, else? This was so Prince much fun, Natalie. We should do this again. We should do this yes. again. After, like, I need to, like, the next one we do, we'll have to pick, like, a topic that I can be yes. with. And, like, oh, yes. Or maybe we could just do, like, a tangent where we just, like, <gasps> talk about random things. See, and I feel like you and I, we're very, we're pretty similar. And I feel like we will find many a tangent yes, in, in that journey. But, Thank you, whoever whoever is listening. Yes. Now I, now I so now I just fun. hear Catherine O'Hara, and I just want to go into Moira Rose. Yes. So if you, <laughs> the babies. The babies. Yes. So if absolutely. you if you take anything from this, wear your mask, 
social distance, be smart, it and vote. It is also vote. smart to social distance from past relationships, period. Yes, yes. Social distance from past relationships and from current people in your life and people you don't even know. Just be smart yes, about it. Period. And, period. and vote. Early voting has started in many states. The election is over November 3rd. And it's it is. Over. Yep. So don't wait. Do it now. Yes, vote babies it. because it's yes, the hottest vote. thing you can do this season. Absolutely. Voting, voting and masks <laughs> are in. They are in. Ooh. ooh. Yeah. Ooh. All right, Natalie. Well, it was it. so great to talk to you. I had a blast, Zach Shaw. Uh, everyone, this has been Oat Milk and Anxiety. And go have a blast and enjoy a Aperol Spritz or yes. and or a Dirty Shirley. Maybe both. Go nuts. Maybe go both. both. It's okay. It, it's ooh. totally. To they're they're complimentary.